podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. The View from the Bridge, official podcast of the Belfast Giants for KingdomoftheGiants.com. Today's Tuesday the 15th of January 2019. My name's Patrick Smith. Um, just me, well for now. Uh, the guys, I do have recordings of the guys coming up. Because what we're going to do is we're going to bring to you all the stuff we sort of recorded over the course of what was a, a fabulous weekend. to experience, okay, the Belfast Giants fell short on Sunday and maybe you know but they did pick up the the silver medal in the 2019 IIHF Continental Cup however as an experience especially on that Sunday it was one that those that were there as Giants fans and I know speaking from a personal point of view it's a game and maybe a weekend that will live long in the memory not because not because of glory but because of pride pride in the team and pride in the performance and experience what was a sensational few games for the Belfast Giants but we'll come to that because I brought a microphone along to the weekend I got the guys together at various points we talked about the games that we'd seen and reflected on how we thought the Giants would do, how the Giants would uh, got on. And, and we'll come to that as we go on. What we also had on Saturday night at McCool's is where I want to start. And I want to start with a massive thank you. Because the crowd that turned up to the View from the Bridge live at McCool's is the biggest we've seen. Um, we can't thank you enough. Those of you guys who, who came along and packed out that bar. It was four deep at the bar. I know I tried to get a beer at the start and it took me too long. I had to step up and say you know, the guys are on their way it was it was phenomenal um you guys got involved there was some good crack uh i know it's very humbling from a personal point of view because like i'm, I'm sitting here for a change actually because the guys aren't aren't usually i've got these headphones on i'm chatting to the guys on, on skype or whatever and, uh, but but this one maybe there's a little bit more echo i'm, I'm recording it from my living room because i'm you know, because it is a bit of a simpler one, and I'm I'm having an ice cream and just to soothe the throat. And so, what the podcast is is basically just us in our individual rooms talking hockey with your mates. So to walk into your room, such as McCool's bar that night, and see, I've, I dread to think how many people were were there. It was it was just packed out. It was very humbling from our point of view. I just want to say very personal thank you to everybody who showed up and chatted to us afterwards and and you know it means a great deal to us and and uh, and uh, we hope you enjoyed yourselves i just want to say a big thanks as well to of course to davy to joel to simon uh for taking the time to come up on stages and and have the crack um the coach back on behind the AVFTB mic, um, Robert Fitzpatrick who created his own controversy we'll come to that later in the show um uh, to Connor Fishcall, well, Luke Fisher, the uh, Elite League main man for the media, now came up and uh, and answered your questions and ours, and he was a really good sport all around and a, and a good guy. Um, 
I actually want to say thanks. There was a guy. I know I'm rambling on, but you know, skip forward if you're not interested. <laughs> the uh, there was a guy at the start, and I didn't get to thank him. He turned up to the stage with four beers and just set them on the stage. Whoever that guy was, if you're out there listening, thank you very much. It was very much appreciated. Um, to the guy at the front, that kept shouting, "Yes, yes!" Fair play to you, mate. I hope you enjoyed yourself. But mostly, I just want to thank everybody out there who turned up because uh, you know. Those of you from the bridges, the live shows and the cools, they're fun to do. They really are fun to do. And sometimes we ramble on a bit and sometimes we get a bit lost in, in, in direction of what we were chatting. But we hope we covered most things and we had a bit of a laugh. Oh, and thanks to Omar Pasha uh, for appearing on FaceTime. Thanks to Coach Colin, like, but for Omar Pasha. And uh, that was a bit of a laugh too. So, yes, hopefully we'll do another one of those soon. Let's batter on. Like I say, pretty special weekend. For the Belfast Giants, uh, we'll, we'll come to the games in a bit. We're going to also hear from uh, Ice Hockey UK's Andy French. We've got an interview with Albert Maslin, one of the original owners of the Belfast Giants. And we'll wrap it up at the end with a few words from Adam Keefe that we recorded this morning. But let's look at the 2019 IHF Continental Cup Final, which took place this weekend at the SSE arena um i'll skip over the games not involving the giants all the statistics for those of course are available on the IHF website uh, needless to say game one was between gks katavice and arland kakshetu who i will forthwith refer to as arland <laughs> uh, arland went in that game 4-2 and we go into the game belfast giants took on hk gommel in the first game uh, with regards to statistics, the Belfast Giants goals in a 5-0 win came from David Rutherford, Patrick Dwyer, Darcy Murphy, Colin Shields and Chris Higgins on his third debut for the Belfast Giants picking up that fifth goal. Um, to reflect on that and look ahead to the following game against uh, GKS Katowice, we got together beforehand and... Um, had a chat i will say about these recordings you know this is a new microphone maybe it, the sound is a bit up and down but bear with us there's some good crack in there quarter to six on the saturday uh we're in the, the, the luxurious was it quarter past six that's not about ten past Ten past. All right, well, well just half the Saturday. Past. It's Saturday. We're in between games. We're only about about got to forty five minutes before the game between Belfast Giants and uh, GKS Cadavice. And joining me here, Simon Davy, and um, the real deal, Joel Neal. Um, start with you, Simon. Uh, we've just endured a pretty one sided game between uh, Arlan and Gommel. What do you think of that? Honestly, it was it was tough. It, the best thing to come out of it was a, a 196 pound bet. Um, but <laughs> the overs. Uh, but uh, no, it was tough. Like it was just it was tough to call. I mean, obviously, we, you and I were were calling the game for Belfast Chance TV, but it was a difficult uh, game to to translate for and stay in. If you know what I mean. But Arnon completely dominated the game. Um, the worst thing about it is they look as if they come out on ski. They didn't really have much of a test, uh, and they get plenty of rest for tomorrow night. 
Davey, you called the game last night. Oh. Don't play. Who's this? Oh, no, ten year old. Oh, look. And he comes. Bring him in. We've yeah, unexpectedly been joined by a man wearing what a Manchester City jacket. The Sultan he's of an Everton fan, as far as I was aware. <laughs> I thought he was never yeah, a fan. Yeah, fan. Yeah. Welcome back to the podcast. Television's Neil the Coach Russell. By the way, because this is a podcast and people can't see it, you should have smelly, but this guy smells incredible. Well, Coach, I was just about to ask him. We're not doing this later on in McKill's. This is the stuff that we're actually recording. So, um, what, what do you think of the game the Giants played last night? Gommel played this afternoon. We're absolutely destroyed by Ireland. There's no other way of putting it. Eight two. Giants, you know, five 0 against them last night. What do you think? Thought um, the Belarusian team were very average, if the truth be told. Uh, I think the Giants did a professional job. All in all, good to see Chris Higgins back in the lineup. Um, obviously, he'd been out of the game off the last kind of couple of seasons, but uh, good to see him back in tail. Um, thought Patrick Dwyer again. I know I've commented on a few occasions with you guys and what have you, but I just think he's late so good. What a sign that he's been. Pescovani had a fairly quiet night. Um, I think certainly tonight and definitely tomorrow evening he'll be a lot busier. And kind of like the Giants have done thus far this season, and um, kind of I think we're going to rely quite heavily on on Pescovani to. Uh, no, I won't. I won't wrap it up. <laughs> I'm back for one night only, and I am going to get my time. Catch you later. <laughs> but yeah, no. Listen, I thought it was a professional performance all in all. But uh, big, big, big game tonight. Davy, the Belfast Datsuk does it again. Yeah, <laughs> he sure does. Uh, there's no point me elaborating, you know. Neil's already said. All right, um, tonight we were up Thanks, against Dave. the rematch against Cadavice tonight. The Giants uh, are out to try to make right what went wrong in the semi-finals. Look, I, I think that whole game hinged on you know we're two 0 up. I think that whole game hinged on the, the the major penalty to Kevin Ryan. I think it was a pretty soft call at the time, and you know from that we went into you know the penalty kill which didn't work out. Brilliant for us. They ended up coming with four two. We knew already, you know, we'd probably done enough to go through to the, the final. All we can do is put ourselves in a position now to win this game. That leaves us one game away from the championship. So focus on this sixty minutes and just get her done. That's it, Joel, isn't it? Because you have at the end of this game. Should the Belfast Giants come out with a win, it will be a take-all game tomorrow night against Ireland. Yeah, I mean, as, as much as you want to look at the goal differential in the first game there today, as, as you boys say, win your games and you don't have to worry about it. Um, the rematch tonight is a tantalising one. I mean, I, I think I fancied us the first time um, against against the Polish side. Um, they've got some fantastic players. Their, their, their goaltender, Kevin Linskog, is phenomenal. Their assistant captain, Jesse Rolta, the forward, absolutely unbelievable. It's just about the difference in styles. You know, the Giants play a, a very American, North American-style forechecking game. The the thing that Katowice can kill us with is speed, and it's quite similar to Arlan. I remember going to, to Lancia in 2012 and the night we played the Lancia Cannibals we could not stay out of the box because the refs were calling it like a European game and we relied so heavily on that forecheck so it just depends tonight whether we can cancel each other out whether we can find a sort of neutral ground between the two but I fancied us last time we were 3-2 up or sorry 3-2 down um, there was an empty netter at the end to make it 4-2 we were in that game right to the death and I think we can take them tonight Quick round of table says we got this tonight yeah Absolutely. I honestly think we'll win this game. I think it'll be tight, but I think we've got enough to win it. You know, Joel touched on speed for for the uh, the poles. We've had a very quick lineup. Uh, there's some real quality skaters in our lineup, and again, I think it's going to be important. I just looked at the officials tonight: Alexander Garon and Andreas Koch, which is um, hey, um, it's a Swiss referee. So, you know, Canadian referees always usually seem to let things go, but um, hopefully uh, that man. Uh, 
Cock from Switzerland uh, keeps his whistle in his pocket. Coach, I think the Giants will run out easy. But can I just ask? Can I interrupt this? Bro? Who are these two pretenders? <laughs> <laughs> who are they? Uh, anyone? Who are, they? <laughs> who are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> listen, boys, 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 listen. Like? We'll just take it to the car park. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Giants went easy tonight. Okay, Davey. I'm not so sure it'll be an easy win. I think you know Lindus Cog and Nets is you know first goal is crucial. Get the first goal, we we'll go from there, and uh, you know, that's uh, I'm hoping for a win. Joe, tight, tight that's game. I think we'll squeak it. I think we'll squeak it based on the top line, based on the partnership between Chris Higgins and Paddy Dwyer. I think there's a lot more to come from that line with Kyle Bond in the background as a big body. It's going to be tight though. Forty minutes to finish off. Oh, go on. Are they new batteries for an iPhone? <laughs> Why have four batteries? On the They're table? for the microphone. For the microphone. Can I ask? Can I ask a question? Does this justify the media pass? Neil and Coach Russell wearing a media pass here, double IHF. But you know, we all talk about who the big deal is. Oh, we know who the big deal is. Yeah, that's Simon right, forty minutes to face off, boys. Thanks very much. Oh, here, hold oh, on. Oh, Tell them who we've got tonight on AVFTB Live. Why are you We're bringing EIHL. Luke? Oh yeah, yeah. We've, we've a few people coming on. Well, we've we've got uh, Neil Coach Russell coming on. Who's he? TV's Neil Coach Russell. TV's Neil Coach Russell. Best friend. Didn't recognise him with fake Tom. And uh, we've been talking. To, we've been talking to Luke Fisher, media man, the new media man from the Elite League, who's uh, agreed to come and join us on stage, uh, as long as we don't ask any pressing questions, which we're happen. definitely going to ask. One hundred percent. The first, oh, yeah, yeah, the first questions we're going to. I enjoyed my interview, but I'm saying nothing more. <laughs> How do you think Phonacab? Phonacab is fabulous, mate. Okay. Another sponsor, a good sponsor of the Belfast Giants. 100%. Ding ding. Have you not seen the the four face off circles out in the ice there? It's the left one, the right one, the left one, and the Phonacab one. (laughs) That's what you get. Oh, sorry, mate. Sorry, mate. Sorry, what was No, there was no question. We're wrapping up for tonight. So, we've got Luke Fisher for the news. I guess there's that still. That was just for him. It's a C. Not that special. Pep Guardiola. You're special in a very different way. Is the CEO joining us tonight? Um, I haven't seen him, so we will. Well, yes, we'll, we'll get him on. I got grilled last night. There's so, no yeah, show without punch. Absolutely. absolutely. We'll get him on. We'll get him we'll get him on. on. None, of it's go- none of it's going to be recorded, so we can say what we want. Oh, no, sorry. That's not nine. I didn't finish it. It's okay. Right, let's Right, let's wrap it up. Thanks, boys. McFall can't clear good pressure from the Polish outfit again Malasetsky sends him inside lovely goal chance coming in what a save from Tyler Biskerowami unbelievable Simon this is one that'll be replayed for many many years to come that is simply sensational save he had no right to make that although the forward really needs to do better there with Burry and that but you know Tyler Biskerowami throws that big mid up in the air and unbelievably keeps the, the score at 0-0 Get back a little bit of a offers there. Darcy Murphy tries to get through. Save! Darcy Murphy with the shot. Not too sure if it took a deflection in front or it was a bobble and puck. But the Giants score first. 2.53 to go in the first period. And Josh Roche trying to work a shot coming in. And there's a quick goal at the start of the second period. Turn over along the wall. 19 seconds in. There's a chance here now. Blue shot coming in just wide of the post. Rebound out first. Darcy Murphy, a second goal of the game. 
Shot coming in from the point. Kendall McFall misses the target. Darcy Murphy first to react. And he slots it upstairs. Past the goaltender. And he had a chance, a chance here. Shot coming in! Carlos Lammer! 15 seconds on the clock! And the Giants are back in front! Uh, yeah, so it was off the face-off. Um, we made the slip play to Darce. We've been, we've been running, and then uh, uh, Darce kicked it out to Blair, and I, I hopped in the rush. She dropped it to me, and um, I got it over the glove, and it was pretty exciting. And then, uh, I think it went banged in the glass. I, I blacked out a little bit after that. Oh, we deserved it. Um, well, we, had, we certainly had our chances to put that game away uh, throughout the game. Uh, you know, the criteria goaltender played extremely well and um, you know, obviously a very clutch goal there to start us off in the third period and really allows us to, to let loose a little bit and, and uh, let go of the nerves and, and just uh, close the game out. And obviously at the end there with the, the penalty trouble that they ran into, that uh, helps us seal the deal. Dwyer to the blue line for Roach now. Roach, he shoots, tips in front, Giants, four, turn up! Justin Jonner gets the goal! 108 to go! Yeah, the Belfast Giants here. Calafici players. Tom Cullen is taking his players off the ice. He's taking his jacket off. He won't let his players come back onto the ice. And as the Belfast Giants are lined up for the face-off, they've got no opposition at the minute. Tom Cullen... Lost his curl, he's taking his jacket off, he's shouting at the referee, he's taking a misconduct call, he's telling the players to get back out on the ice at the minute they're not coming. Cullen not happy with that. Tom Cullen has lost his goal. Looks like he's about to come on the bench there. On outdoors took a terrible batter in there the night, Simon, so it has. But Tom Cullen's away to get the first use of the hot water. Yes, the Belfast Giants took the game over GKS Katowice 4-2. Just revenge for what took place in the uh, semi-final stage. But uh, hands down, one of the one of the best atmospheres to that point. One of the best atmospheres we've had all season in the SSE arena, not least due to the wonderful, by 400 I believe, Katowice fans who made the trip over and made themselves heard just as they'd done before. So fair play to them. Um, the goal scorers in that Katowice game, well, Darcy Murphy opened the scoring for the Belfast Giants before Jesse Rolta, who was the top scorer for the tournament, uh, made it 1-1. Darcy Murphy made it 2-1 before Jana Lackanen equalised just before the second period ended. Curtis Leonard with his second of the season and a man of the match performance made it 3-2 and then a man who was to go further the next night, Dustin Johnner, made it 4-2 on a 5-on-3 power play. As I say, that set up the winner-takes-on game against Arlan the following night and uh, we finished that Saturday night with the aforementioned A View from the Bridge live. So so on Sunday the first game was Gommel against Katowice and Katowice dominated that game on 1-5 zip. With Arlan's victory over Gommel the previous day 
8-2. It's set up that winner-takes-all battle that took place on Sunday. Uh, but before we come to all the chat around that, we've got a couple of interviews in a moment. We'll have an interview with Albert Masland, who was one of the first owners of the Belfast Giants. I had an opportunity to chat with him before the final game. But first, Mr. David McGimsey cornered Andy French, General Secretary of, of Ice Hockey UK, to, to get his thoughts not just on the tournament, but on GB and a lot of others besides. Joined at the SSA Arena by General Secretary of IHUK, Andy French. And Andy, another successful tournament here in Belfast? Yes, another good one. It was uh, great after the third round, which Belfast qualified for the final. And then to come back and actually uh, they hosting this one is uh, excellent. And the crowd coverage has been really good. There's a lot of people here from Katowice. And last night the atmosphere in the building was electric. It was really good with the Giants playing. And, uh, you know, this is a, we've been fortunate in Belfast here to be able to host the World Championships and now Continental Cup second time in sort of six months. Um, you know, it's just something for UK hockey that there's teams able to, you know, put these events on. No, it's great. It's um, Obviously, when we had the World Championships here, it was a great experience with obviously GB getting promotion. And then the things that Belfast do here in this building, like, you know, the Friendship Four, and then you had the, the US girls over as well. And I think the actual facility, as people have been saying to me that are actually here, like, it's an unbelievable facility here. And you've got the people here today from Champions Hockey League as well. And, you know, they're just, all I can see them doing is filming and taking pictures. And they're very impressed. And they've had a walk around downstairs. And, you know, it's, this is a, a um, an event or a, a venue which is uh, high in the world, to be honest. And, uh, uh, another one of your hats on, obviously, Team GB, the under-18 girls last night, coming away with the bronze medal. You know, maybe not unexpectedly, but certainly a, a, a prize that maybe when they went into the tournament would have, you know, been a stretch for them. A really, really good tournament for them. Yeah, I've, I, I spent a lot. Of time, I've got a lot of time for the women's hockey in, in the UK, especially with the national program, and um, give a lot of support to Cheryl and Michelle and that and the coaching staff and. I can remember going back three years where they'd just been up and down from qualification and the main aim was to stay in this. We fought to get a 1B for the for the women, and we have. And um, the aim was to actually stay in there. Last year they finished fifth. That's why we put into host. We thought it was a strong possibility that we'd do something. And uh, for them to achieve the bronze medal, that, that team, the building of that team's taken three years. And like they've moved up two places. They've got a medal. You've got a girl there from here, Kate. Katie, Kate, Caitlin, Caitlin, and I actually just uh, showed Steve there. She's on her way back. Yeah, on the uh, boat. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I said to Steve, if she's not um, flying back to Canada today, it'll probably be tomorrow. Then uh, I'd think about getting her out there to do the Player of the Game Awards tonight, or oh, something with a medal around her neck yeah, and super. with all the fans in here. It'll be huge. Yeah, it's huge for her. Her granny grand. Just uh, I was, I was, ta- I was talking to him in Dumfries because I had to go there from January one, and I was uh, running that event, and then I left there on Thursday to come here for this event. But I was keeping an eye on what was going there last night. I had the stream, web stream going for that, or the live stream, and I'm watching this one as well. But no, really pleased. And then we got the other teams as well. The under-20 starts tonight in Lithuania. Um, they're in 2A, and I want them, we really want them to succeed and come away with a medal there. They won the bronze last year, so we're hoping for a bit more. 18s national team are off to um, Hungary, which will be tough because they're in 1B, so there's a lot better opposition and stronger. We just want them to survive. And then, obviously, you've got the senior women back in Dumfries where we're expecting them to do something good this year. 
and the senior men that everyone's talking about, obviously back-to-back promotions and uh, off to Slovakia, which will be a long trip, hard trip. But as the boys were all saying when they were here, it's like living the dream and they said it in Budapest and who knows what will happen. And a few people actually fancy us to do something like win a couple of games and then everything changes around and we're playing. Uh, everyone says we're in a tough group with USA, Canada and etc. etc. But you've got Denmark, you've got Slovakia, you've got Germany. You know, and you don't know what's going to happen. You take every game as it comes. And this has been a kind of roller coaster a couple of years for GB. You know, back to back promotions, you say, obviously getting promoted to the big league this year. It's, it's put an awful lot of hockey for these guys. It's huge. It's like uh, with the, the, the senior men, the preparations will start literally a couple of days after the Elite League finals finish. And they're going to be together for at least a good six to eight weeks. Because going away to Slovakia, they'll go on the 2nd of May and they're not back till the 23rd, 24th. And then prior to that, we've got the exhibition games in the UK, which is uh, one's actually on February the 6th against Dynamo Riga. And then we've got another uh, four games after that before they even leave the UK to go. Let's get back into the Odyssey or the SSE Arena as it is now in Belfast here. I'm not ask you to, to predict a scoreline tonight, but big game Connor Barland against Belfast. Yeah, I think um, just my gut feeling is that I think Belfast really want this. You know, it's something that they, they love winning games, obviously, and that's the idea of the, the games that they play. And they're doing really, really well in the Elite League right now. You're between them and Cardiff, and they're in the Challenge Cup. And, you know, they've got a lot of things going for them right now. But to win the Continental Cup, that's huge for UK hockey. It's huge for Belfast. And, uh, you know, with Sheffield got to the final last year, Nottingham won it the year before. So for, for Belfast to actually add to that accolade and then they qualify for Champions Hockey League and it opens up another door for everybody in Belfast. Well, Andy, thank you for your time. You seem to have been a, a frequent visitor to Belfast over the last <laughs> few years. It's always nice to have you. We look forward to welcoming you back again. Thank you. We're only about an hour away from the face-off for the game between Ireland and the Belfast Giants, a game, a winner-takes-all game that will decide who become this year's Continental Cup champions. I'm delighted to be joined by a man synonymous in the history of the Belfast Giants, and that's Albert Maslin. How are you? Hi, great. Well, pleased to be here. <laughs> the, um, well, first of all, let's just get your take on the tournament so far. It's been, it's been a fabulous. Last night was, was a hell of a game. Absolutely fabulous. I mean, last night's game was, was extraordinary. Um, it was exciting, great great fan participation it was you know i sat here um and it sounds a bit trite but really proud at what the giants have done here in the community and uh, and the role they play and you know to see to see a, an arena packed with with families and you know family friendly entertainment and, and giants competing for one of the top prizes in ice hockey in in, in europe um would have thought. Well, that, that, that's it. We're, we're talking. We're, we're the guts of a twenty-year history now, and yeah. you know, you look all the way back to those days. Well, actually, and more than twenty years. Right. Although the team actually, the first game was played in nineteen ninety-nine. Yes. In fact, the the idea started in probably ninety-six. Right. And um, and uh, it was pretty funny. I have at home a box full of stuff from the early days, including business plans and things. And you know, we sat there before the Good Friday Agreement. You know, coming up and helping helping pitch for the for the funding for the Millennium Commission for the building of the of the Odyssey and, yeah. and things. And um, you know, if, if I look back to to those times and today, yes. you know, what a difference! And every single person, and I can't tell you if I had a pound for every person who told me this was lunacy, this would never work. Um, 
I'd actually be quite a rich man today. <laughs> That's fantastic. So what you're saying is like, there was so much effort put on over the number of years to bring to what we have today. And, and you look, we had, a, we had a packed out arena last night. We've got 400 Polish fans coming on to tear it, it, it It's taken on a life of its own. Yeah, no, no, no. And, and um, yeah, it's taken a life of its own. I think it's it's part of the community now. It's... Uh, um, yeah, look, we've got Northern Irish, um, you know, kids, men and women, mm-hmm. who are now playing, you know, playing uh, for for GB and for Ireland and and stuff. And you know, who'd have thought we'd have, um, you know, homegrown home homegrown kids now playing in professional leagues and, and in North America and and, and I think so. Yeah, it's, I think it's it's a really it's a really positive positive thing. So you know, I, I I'm not involved anymore, but uh, I still follow the club. Let me take you just briefly back to that first game here. Obviously, the Belfast Giants have played all of their games on the road, you know, in Nottingham and Milton Keynes, Coventry. We played all over over the UK. It was financially, it was a catastrophe because we had no gate receipts. We had the players staying in hotels and and having to rent rent rinks where we had no home support, you know. So it was, uh, you know, the back, the, the stuff that people didn't see, it was actually. Very problematic. But, was uh, that a, was that an early gamble because you, you expected this ring to be this arena to be available we, for the start of the season? We the plan was always the arena would be there from 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 the start yeah, of the season and uh, you know these scale projects often don't mm-hmm. come in on time and it, it sadly didn't come in on time. And that first game in, in December, it, it, this place was absolutely rammed. You Bob Zeller, you watching this game. Just, what are your recollections that day? Oh, it was a magical evening. Just a magical evening, and you know, to 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 sit here and see a completely packed uh, packed arena yeah. uh, with people, most of whom had never seen an ice hockey match in their lives, had no idea really what to expect. Um, I don't know if you know the story, but we we were so worried that people wouldn't come that 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 well weeks, maybe even months in advance, we were giving tickets to the players saying you know all your neighbors go make sure you know give these tickets out yeah. and and you know what a mistake we you know we <laughs> thought we we thought we'd struggle to get people to come and here it was you and for the first couple of seasons you couldn't get a, a ticket for for love no money so um, you know and obviously you know there were problems with the the original league structure and you know very sad some of the things that that, that happened Really, most of which had nothing to do with the Giants, mm-hmm. um, and it, but it did it did create problems, and, you know. So we went through tough, you know, a few tough times, but but now you know you've got solid ownership with the Odyssey Trust, um, a fantastic group of people running, you know, running the club, yeah. Steve Steve Thornton and, and the whole the whole crew, and you know I look at some of the you know what's going on within the arena, and, and you know it's a real. Um, yeah, it's, a, it's, 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 it's great. I mean, I, I, I have to say, it's been a great weekend for me yeah. um, coming back. And obviously, it's been a great weekend. It can be a phenomenal weekend. Well, we just have one more game to go. When you, like, I, I'll try to think back. You're saying you know, that story about you know, getting, you know, like Paxton Schulte and Jeff Foe to go around and knock doors and hand out <laughs> tickets. And now you look to the fact that... Uh, the Belfast Giants and ice hockey on the, the sporting landscape or the cultural landscape of Northern Ireland yeah. has taken that next step where, where this brand and, the, and this yeah. badge is, is, is it's not unusual to see it around the city or around, 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 around the country yeah. you know it, it, it shows exactly how they've taken this team and this country's yeah. taken this team to their heart absolutely absolutely and in fact you know the Giants name uh, the brand 
extends far beyond Northern Ireland. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 it is without without a doubt the the best known um, club in in uh, call it Great Britain, uh, Great Britain and Ireland um, in Europe in North America. I mean, yeah. we've got big following in. In, in the States mm. and obviously things like having the Bruins play here and the, the Friendship Four and, and, and things I mean we you know we, we punch way above our rate and we're you know we're a real good uh, advertisement for Northern Ireland yeah. um, and, and when and when you look forward and, it, and you, see, you, you stay in touch with the team you're still watching the team it's great to have you here for, for this weekend what do you think is possible for this club what do you, where do you see this club going? Anything's possible. I, you know, I mean, I think if we win tonight, um, I think that opens up opportunity to play in the um, in the CHL yeah. next year. Um, no, we might get there just by winning the league as well. But, but um, uh, no, I think I think the the club will go from strength to strength. International teams, um, you know, the message is out. Belfast is a great place to go. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the city's fun. The, the arenas uh, is, is great. Facilities are great. The city is is very accommodating and, and things. So um, I think the Giants will will go from strength to strength, and we're perennial you know um, contenders in 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 the elite league. But but I see the future being not just the elite league, but us you know participating regularly in other international competitions. You know. Um, as I say, we, we had the Polish fans in here. I mean, what a what, oh, a, brilliant, what a brilliant group! Brilliant. You know, they they sat there, and I just watched the the you know the third and fourth place game effectively, and they sang the whole game. What a what a what a, uh, an event! I mean, they they made so much noise. Right? I'm sitting thinking, wow, you know, we, we we take a few more fans to do that just for the Giants. So, yeah. uh, you know, but uh, but no, um, I'm. I think the future is very, very positive for for the club, um, and for the city. And um, you know, it's, it's uh, although I'm not technically involved anymore, I still, you know, in my heart, still, uh, you know, that it, this is still home. So. We're, 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 listen, we're, we're very grateful to you and we're very grateful to everybody who helps set up the Giants. And yeah, don't forget Bob Zeller, so, absolutely. You know, because actually, the the Giants only exist because of Bob Zeller. Um, you know, he did everything from from the name, you know, choice of the name, you, the details, the, the the whole the whole project was really a dream of, of, of Bob Zeller's. And he, I think, he often gets forgotten in in, in the thing. So I need to put a, a word in. Right. I, I paid a lot of bills, but but this this exists because of his drive. Uh, yeah. And rightly so. Uh, I, I, both of your names are synonymous with the Belfast Giants history. And listen, I really appreciate your time. Thanks for chatting to us. Pleasure. Let's hope for a good result tonight. Indeed. Well, I'm sure we'll get it. 44 minutes until the Belfast Giants take part in a take, winner-takes-all game against Arlan Kokshitai. What? Kokshitai. Arlan Kokshitai. Anyway, the... Uh, Let's start by quickly reflecting on last night's game. David Majemsey, you were next to Mr. Simon Kitchen at this very spot doing the commentary and what was a pulsating game here at the SSC Arena? It certainly was an exciting game, I would say. For If there's such a thing in hockey as a neutral, it would have been a great, great game to watch. I know my dad was at home watching it and he, he said this morning, started to critique, critique the games as well, which is really good because you know, chat with somebody else. Where you got that from? Like? Always, always good. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, for the it was a really great game to watch and you know fortunately for the Belfast Jazz you know, we came out in top it's been a 
it's been a physical game which will obviously affect us today it was a, a fast game which will affect us today Orlan obviously sitting back watching pretty easy game for them yesterday so we expect them to have a little perhaps a little bit more jump but cup final on home ice you know as Simon talked about earlier as well going to have that wheel adrenaline buzz as well going so hopefully uh, things will work out okay today Says what was the key this time we, they beat us last time uh, in the final game uh, back in November to, before we got into this round what was different in last night's game that meant that we could take the victory? We need to win the game uh, to get in the final. By the time we already started that game against them, we would have needed to lose 8-0. At that point, 8 clear goals to be put out. So the mentality at that stage is already, we're already through. Let's get through to the end and look forward to our next league game. But last night's game, obviously, completely different. We need to win the game to progress. The best one with a real good chance of, of getting um, silverware at the end of today. But um, I think that you know I do think that that was the, the case, and um, again the boys come out. But I thought they played a brilliant game. You, you get punished at this level for making bad mistakes. We did that last night. Um, they punished us twice. And the first goal we were trying to, um, you know, 15 seconds into the, the period, we didn't come out until 20 seconds until into the period. You know, they get into the zone too easy, getting really net too easy and passed it, uh, passed uh, best goal with a tip in front. The second goal, Darcy Murphy. Like a brain fart, you know, he just needs to make another two strikes over that line, it's dumped in. They again, they come up ice in 12 seconds there, they score a goal. So, uh, today it's all about trying to maintain that mistakes are kept at a complete minimum. If they do, you keep them on the outside. Maybe you're absolutely blank. Is that you? I made that stinking. Sorry, that's nerves, nerves, boys. It's nerves. Good job, this isn't a scratch and sniff podcast. The um, Joel. Joel, the atmosphere in here last night was electric. Absolutely phenomenal. We've been appreciating the Katowice fans all weekend long. You know, we've talked about how it's just an entirely different culture, both on the ice and off the ice. That kind of European hockey. You know, hockey over here is, is very North American-centric, both in the players that are here and the type of game night presentation, the way the fans respond. But last night, the arena really, really rose to the challenge. You know, the I think the arena it was another one of those nights, similar to the Sheffield weekend, where everybody here was bought in. Everybody was feeling the emotion, feeling the narrative of the story. Um, obviously, you had the, the sort of penalties, uh, successive penalties that Katowice took at the end. Tom Cullen completely lost his mind, throwing the jacket down. The place was going absolutely nuts. Curtis Leonard's third goal, the absolutely amazing snap, uh, slap shot, sorry, into the West End, sent the place absolutely wild. He even said himself that he blacked out. For me, the Giants just won the individual battles last night. They came out and played with resolve and just had that extra little edge over Katowice. Says Lenny's performance last night, man of the match performance in the second goal of the season. Top quality last night. Yeah, I thought he was really strong. Um, you know, he, he's back there. Normally, he's there to protect the. Uh, the, the last line of, of defence when, when Rochi jumps in Rochi um, probably didn't have his best game last night as a Belfast chance but I don't think anybody has any right to criticise him in any way shape or form because I honestly believe that he's been our between him and Beskarani has been our player of the season so Ooh, far I think he's been spicy out. take Joe that's spicy you, I know but the thing about it is he doesn't get all the plaudits that the goal scorers get you know Riley's had a brilliant season uh, Murphy's had he a has. great season as well you're forgetting he's picked up 42 assists yeah it's 42 assists I think it's 5 plus 40, 42 47 points in 47 games leads the team in shots by, by quite a distance and for a team man that's a both teams making their way to the ice for the warm up we've got 39 minutes and 
43 seconds before this game faces off. As you can hear, Davey McCallum getting started. This, this may never expect him to be absolutely rammed. Davey, before we, have, before we go quickly and talk about the uh, what we're expecting from this game, last night we did a view from the bridge live at McCool's. We had a decent night on a really good turnout. A lot of fun. Got to thank everybody for turning up because people don't come then. It's just us four doing this. So, uh, you know, Robert up on stage. TV's nearly cool to us. Obviously, Luke from uh, the IHL Media. Omar Pasha. Omar Pasha live fish. on the FaceTime. And fish. Fish. Iron. <laughs> all, all the boys. So, it's a really lot of, lot of good fun. Oh, sorry. I got distracted by the fact that the music is so loud. Right, then let's talk about this game briefly before we, uh, we let this all go. Um, Joe, we'll start with you. Ireland, they're out there. They're, they're um, warming up. They're an incredibly strong side. Their first period of the of the weekend, actually, against uh, against Katowice, their pace was just absolutely explosive. They terrified me whenever they went 3-0 ahead and, and never looked like they left second gear. Adam Keith, when I was speaking to him last night, reckons that it won't actually be the same kind of tempo and pace as Katowice. They won't just be as fast. I'm not sure. I saw a couple of rookies today actually had the Giants as a favourite. Um, it's a little bit of a, an unknown for me. I think Katowice got off to a slow start in game one. Obviously, they look very good against Gomo, but every team this weekend has looked good against Gomo. I can't call it. It's the magic of the cup as well. You know, you've got home ice advantage, thousands of excited fans, and the boys know that they are one game away, one tank empty away from being European champions. Say, who's the key to this game? Both sides. Both sides again. I think that you want to be looking at the uh, the back end of both teams. You know, whoever's going to play the best defense going to win the game. Best Rami has been outstanding so far in the tournament. They've split the, the time they've had a game each for us uh, to meet off and I think it's, it should be definitely be a real big positive if we have a big game from Betsco tonight and the boys in front of them you know starting from, from the forwards coming backwards that's going to be the most important part of it David this, this group of Ireland they're, they're, they're stuck with KHL talent what sort of challenge or how big is this challenge for the Belfast Giants? It's huge. We've seen them over the last couple of days, and they play that real structured defensive type of hockey. They don't give up odd man rushes. You know, they're always in position. Um, I think I, I couldn't agree with Simon more. I think games are going to be won and lost by which goaltender performs the best tonight. Well, that's where we're going to leave it for an hour. We'll see. We'll regroup after. We'll see it is. The Belfast Giants are just about 37 minutes away at this point from taking on Arlan Kokshitou. Kokshitou. I've no idea. Arlan in the what is a winner takes all gold medal final of the Continental Cup for 2019. Let's see how it goes. A big collision in the corner, Nesteroff and Curtis Leonard to the point. Hangs up, gets a shot through. Through traffic, through Beskarwani, and Arlan take the first goal of the game. 8.09 to go in the first period. Moves forward, Brinikov, cross ice. Lovely touch in there by Yermolenkov. And Shatikov is beaten to the puck that time by Curtis Leonard, but it's kept in the zone by Malovich. Malovich takes his time looking for a tip in front, and it's went through for 2 0. A turnover in the Giants' end. And this crowd is stunned. I'm not too sure, but actually got a tip in front. Oh, dead Simon did, did definitely a um, big tip in front. Um, I think Basque was asking, was it tip down on high stick? All comes from us, sort of. But not carelessly, but unfortunately turning the puck over there. 
Far corner and he away from. What a play again. Shot of an opportunity. What a save from Pesco. That could really be a big momentum swing there because it could have been 3-0 to Ireland. But the goaltender coming up with a huge save. Last man back is Kyle Vaughan. He's in all alone. So back over the north. Big save from Pesco Rally. Pesco Rally loosened his stick. And Pesco has to go and retrieve his own piece of wood. Shot coming in again. And Pesco. Just give it. He is keeping us in this game. We need to start playing for him. He's been outstanding. Can't be cleared. The chance now again. Working hard. Josh Roach. Josh Roach. And behind gets it out front. Well, it's safe. It's in the bullpen. And we've got that first ball. Right into the bullpen. You get rewarded. Put on. Chris Higgins looks to be got the goal. Celia loses control. They're going for a chance. The chance certainly got the chance on the back door. Yeah! Yeah! Come on! Twist! Justin Jonner comes off the wall and puts up past the goaltender. 3-2! Simon Collins James with the inside pass. Funny to our fans, Justin Jonner. And Jonner rifles at home. Give his up, Roots fell on. So stay with us here, folks. Vladimir shoots! Oh, just wide of the post. One last chance. Shoots a three and it's just stopped going into the net. We are going to overtime. What a final 20 minutes. Can't take the puck with him on that occasion, but goes well to get it back. Goldfors got him on the front. Vandermeer inside. Oh, he takes a shot. And it's a great save by the goaltender. Great poke check again. Darcy Murphy. Here oh, comes Louis. Darcy Dangles. Over the blue line. Feeds it in for Higgins. Higgins. Four on. Back on. What a save by the goaltender. And as the horn goes, we are going to a shootout. Here comes... Kaznikov over the line now. Kaznikov in. He slots it through Pesco's pads to take the lead. Dustin John or nine. Needs to come in. Takes a shot. Takes it. And he yes! yes! Come on! He takes things up in the SSC! Turn back to Kaznikov now again. Kaznikov. Coming in with pace with space over the line. Endless swing the circle, steps in, and he scores and he wins the Continental Cup. Here he comes. And once again, congratulations to Arland Constance of Kazakhstan. Time for the postmortem. Um, the Belfast Giants, unfortunately, were defeated 3-2 on penalty shots by Arlan Kokshitai. Yeah, exactly. Um, in what was a pretty incredible game at the SSC Arena. Uh, give you a couple of the stats. Arlan took a 2-0 lead in the first period. Yegorov and Yermolyev. Yermolyev? Yes? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Scoring the opening two goals in the first period, arguably against the run of play. Um, into the second period, the Giants weathered what was a very strong Orlan team. 
to keep it at 2 0, and then what was probably a third period that will live long in the memories of many Giants fans. And the atmosphere in the, in the arena was unbelievable. It was Chris Higgins on 47 44 pushed the puck over the line to make it 2-1 and just over a minute later Dustin Johnner scored a goal that will cause the engineers at the SSA Arena to be checking the roof for the next three days to make sure it's still there a roar that came up on the equaliser that we've never seen before um, 2-2 it was the Giants battled off a 5-on-3 in the back end of that third period really really well to keep it at 2-2 and in the overtime couldn't be separated despite another penalty trouble Chris Higgins going for a trip uh, and in the penalty shots the hero in penalty shots as I look with it was Gaskov Gaskov uh, scoring two, Dustin Johnner scoring one to keep us in it. Ultimately, that was it. 3 2 to Arlan. Davey, um, your thoughts on the game? But I've got to be honest, as I sit here, sort of, sure, at least an hour after the final horn or whatever gone, I'm justified able to keep my emotions in check. Um, it's bubbling right under the surface here. Quite honest, I don't know if there's a, an element of tiredness over three long days. I'm sure the, the players are feeling pretty. Pretty tired and emotional too, and uh, pulsating game. You know, we went down two 0 two goals and six shots. Not ideal to start a game. You know, they got trapped in front of the best, but we couldn't. They kept this perimeter. You know, we were shooting from the outside. It's fairly easy stuff for the goalie to deal with. And then obviously we, we came roaring back in that third period. And as you say, the noise was incredible in the barn whenever it was two each. And I thought we had them in three on three overtime. Unfortunately for Higgy. Take a penalty, we end up with the kill a couple of the five on three with the kill and, and the two minute penalty and, and, and three on three over time, obviously giving them the four on three advantage. You know, do I think on the overall share chances and stuff, we probably I don't think the Orland would have argued had we came away with the, the regulation or indeed the overtime win. Penalty shots are it's a lottery. Patrick Dwyer beats the goalie all ends up. Goalie's best friend, post post and bar now. I think maybe when we look back at the penalty shots, some of the guys will think maybe choppy ice, let's take the shot rather than try and dangle in. That was goalie was very, very good at taking away the bottom half. And um, you know Goalie of the tournament, Mala Match, Tyler Pescarano, he took a bye, he was outstanding tonight, but just unfortunately for us, it's a it's a real, real sore way sore way to lose. Um, yeah. Joe? Yeah, I mean uh if you could see the faces around this table right now, um, I think it's just a, a collective numbness at the minute. Um, I'm honestly completely crushed. Um, it, it hurts real bad. Um, what you had there was a team who were phenomenal on the floor check. Uh, they, they kept us pinned so deep for so long. Their first goal came basically just because of good forechecking. Curtis Leonard was hammered into the boards on the East End. They, they took a possession up into the circle and fired at home. They just were relentless. They, they rolled short, sharp shifts and, and lines and lines and lines. Can I just to cut across course, our, I, I don't disagree. Absolutely fantastic forecheck. But both goals that we conceded, we have opportunities to clear our defense. Yeah. So I think at times yeah. tonight and across the weekend, it's something we'll go back to work on. You know, we have to... Our land were outstanding during our defensive zone, getting it forward, posting halfway up the half boards, you know, shooting the moon and then tipping it out and getting the line change. Yeah. We need to be better at that. 
They're okay, but, uh, that's fair points. But I mean, when when Dustin Johnner pulled a level, I've never heard noise like it. And I guess I uh, I allowed myself to believe it just was another one of those supernatural nights when you thought you know the, the good old Belfast Giants would be back and they would do the job. Um, it goes to overtime, and and then we take that penalty with something like three minutes left in overtime, and we kill it. And you think there's no way we're not going to win this. It's just everything keeps happening. You know, Besko had kept us in it for so long. We killed that penalty on overtime. Jim Vandermeer had an absolutely massive sniff at goal from somewhere in the mid slot. Uh, Paddy Dwyer, I think, hit the post in overtime as well. And then it goes to penalties, and then it goes to sudden death penalties. And honestly, it's it's a flip of the coin. We were beaten by a fantastic team who rolled short sharp shifts. Um, but this one's going to hurt. The question for me, and, and the only positive I can look at, is does an experience like that give us resolve? Does it galvanise everybody together for for a, an assault on the league? Or are we tired and, and uh, a few days away from a huge Cardiff doubleheader? Says good point there made by Joel, especially in overtime twice. We saw it probably game on the stick twice to put it in the back. If you see Vandermeer kick the puck out and has an opportunity to pick a spot, but you know, Pushkoff does really well to save it. Same with Paddy Dwyer post. The chance overall, your thoughts on the game? I thought the first 20, they, you know, they weathered our storm or the first 10 minutes actually. You know, we had a lot better chance, I think, as Davey. For the shots on goal after 11 minutes and it was 10-4 to the Giants um, you know they get a chance to break up ice we turn the puck over to their own end we don't get it out and they punish us and, and that's that's you can't do it to a team like Arnhem because they, they, again they, they did it a few minutes later um, you know the puck comes across the high slot we don't get it out a little I, I think Curtis Leonard reached for the puck and couldn't get it and ended up poking towards the, the blue line just a, a loft and shot, not much power on it, tipped in front, best goes no chance. And it's, you know, the two up, we get the end of the period, battle through the second period, again, they're, they're still leading 2-0. The turning point for me, to give us a lot of momentum, is that kill 5-on-3. It was absolutely outstanding. I mean, Davey and I were calling the game, Joel was, was down behind the glass. Rainer, Curtis Leonard and Pat Dwyer, were immense, absolutely immense for the first 132, I think it was of it, and then they were replaced and the guys came out and did a great job Fernand came out of the penalty box, and John came out of the penalty box, and sort of, you know, you feel a bit of a lift getting that first goal, we got to the front of the net, we made it difficult for Poloshnikov and, and uh, you know, from where we were standing, we didn't even see the puck going to the net it was just, there was a scramble all of a sudden the red lights go on, Higgy going nuts we went nuts um, and then a minute later, you know, honestly, I, I can't even remember what the call was like, but I know it was loud. So you need to turn the microphone down for that one. But um, getting us getting the, the OT, we had our chances to win it in overtime. Um, the soft call, I thought, on Chris Higgins and OT. Again, another kill, four on three. Can I cut across you there? We, we, could, we, could, we couldn't see it from we were we, okay. we, the, bar, the barrier right I will, I will say from my point of view... I didn't think it was a soft call. I thought it was a stonewall trip. Yeah. However, yeah. it's overtime in a championship game. 100%. And you have to basically take a lad's head off, surely. You know, it was a trip. If that was middle of the second period, I wouldn't hesitate to go, that's the easiest call in yeah. the game. Yeah. But it wasn't the second period. Yeah. It was overtime in a championship game. Well, we killed it off. Yeah. And, you know, we still had a couple of chances after that as well. So... Overall, you know, like David touched on, you know, we thought he did enough to win the game. I, I agree, I thought we did do enough to win the game. I thought that we, we, get, we get punished on mistakes that we made. And, and you give it the opportunities they got. We kept Kelsiliev, number 27, we kept him really quiet. Bernadino, who we talked about, 
uh, Bernikoff in the, um, the start of the, in the, the week podcast at the start of the show. I started late in the game itself. I kept him quiet. Um, you know, when you get, goes to, it's a lottery when it goes to Paris. It's, 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 it's one of those things where, you know, you, you, you just try and um, just do your best. And as I said at the end, every penalty, I took four penalty shots. I shot them all, scored three of them. Um, the goalie's going to cover the bottom line ice every single time. And if you get in too tight, you can't lift it up over top of them. So it was disappointing for the way it ended because, again, it's, it's I mean, that last, you know, 15 minutes on the, on the, the webcast and doing the, you know, congratulations to Ardon. It hurts, like, it really does. And you're saying congratulations to these guys. Right, they came in a long time and they were favourites coming into the group. I don't think our guys should be held in their heads now. I thought they were outstanding this weekend. Three and three. We saved the best period for last. Unfortunately, just came up a little bit too short. Davey, we turn on. You know, you were talking about various things about the Giants would run out of gas or whether the Giants would. Have, and Sis was the one who said these lads will have the adrenaline to go up in the third period, and that's exactly what they had. I thought like a two 0 down and would would go on back at them. Would try kind of threw everything at them through the second period. It hadn't worked out for us. I thought going in the th- third period they would maybe come out with that little bit of jump. The adrenaline really, really pushed us through there. And, and when we got the first goal, they rocked a wee bit. When we got the second goal, they were right in their feet. Malovich is says talking about during the game. Six foot five, plays five foot two. You know, didn't want to know about the physical stuff. And yep. he's a big trip. You know, yep. I mean, literally. Yes. And uh, you know, about drop gloves. You just all we can do here, you know. What's done's done now. I'm very, very proud to be associated with this great club tonight. Pride is the word there. It was. I knew it was coming, but um, you know, in that immediate, uh, in that immediate heartbreak of knowing it's over, and, and then the, the, the feeling of kind of numbness. Um, I was down at the east end, uh, the east end behind the glass, and I walked up along the ice into the tunnel, and just the, the collective faces that you see, and, and the different roles from medics to arena runners to people that are involved with the team, guys running back and forward. Everybody's got the same look on their face. Um, right through to the fans behind the glass and, and in that sort of hurt not to be too uh, melodramatic but there's a lovely sense of sort of unity in that you know it, it was a reminder to me that everybody here knocks their head in and, and works so hard for this one collective goal and um, it was a nice reminder of that it's going to hurt for a few days but I couldn't be more proud of the guys on the ice everybody who pulled together off it everybody who makes this kind of thing happen um, I'm proud even just to be here uh, for the first time with you guys. This is the first time we've all been face-to-face ever, to be honest, the four of us together. And I wouldn't have it any other way. I'd rather have my heart broken and, and have this in my life than not. So um, we will carry on. <laughs> nice way to put it. I want to just I'm gonna wrap it up. We're not going to draw this out because we're all feeling pretty sh- about it all. Um, and we've all got very early flights. So we've got early flights. And we've all got early flights. I'm, I'm Except for John. Um, I think I know. I think I know the answer to this, but I'll go around the table anyway. Uh, from a Belfast Giants perspective, your player of the tournament, David. Sorry, said again, Paddy. From the Belfast Giants perspective, the player of the tournament. Oh, Paddy, there were so many really, really good performances. You know, Curtis Leonard was outstanding for me. Garside was had oh, three. What a, what a Garside three was phenomenal. Great thing. nights in a row. Tyler Beskarawani kept us in the final. Let's be honest, he wasn't overly worked in the first game. Had to do a lot last night and a lot tonight. So, you know, up front, Darcy Murphy, Pat Dwyer all had good games. You know, it's very hard to, to really pin the tail on the donkey there and say animal. But 
if you're forcing me into it, I'm going to personally go with Mark Garside. Mark Garside, Joel Neal. Yeah, whenever uh, Andrea Owens called it on Mark Garside, uh, I think a day or so ago on Twitter, it sounded like a hot take. But you know what? She's got a point. Adam Keefe lets him play his minutes, and, and he knows that the kind of hands and feet that Gary has, and, and just is such an understated player. But you have to look at, at Darcy Murphy this weekend. Absolutely phenomenal offensively. Uh, Pat Dwyer is always up there. But, I mean, you have to go with Tyler Beskarwani. Uh, Tyler Beskarwani kept the in it tonight, and, and we would have been long out of that game without him. It's Pesco for me. Mario's yours. Mine? Uh, Tyler Beskarwani. I look at that second period and I look at how well he was playing. I, I agree with Davey. Um, you know, there are so many players on that ice that, that, that stepped up to another level. We talked to Curtis Leonard last week on the podcast and I think he's a phenomenal player. Talked about how maybe he was a bit quiet behind the scenes and he doesn't get doesn't get the recognition he deserves. Because when you're a D-man, you know, it, you know you're doing well when nobody's talking about you because you're doing your job. He stepped up this weekend and really stood out as a phenomenal. But Tyler Beskarwani, the saves he pulled off in that second period allowed us to get back into the game, allowed us to get the 2-2. Uh, but it, it is difficult picking out one because as a team performance, I thought it was phenomenal. What would you say? I think you've just, you've just mentioned the word I was going to bring into it. I don't sit in the fence very often. Um, I'm not going to pick a player because I thought the team were bringing it this weekend. I thought they were outstanding. Because I went around it, I had to pick somebody. Got to throw my cap with somebody. It's got to be Besco. You know, Besco. He was he was immense, absolutely immense tonight. I mean, that save he pulled off last night to keep it at nil nil with kind of beats it. You know, early in early in the game, it's the first thing in the highlights from last night that we need Will or Nick by say put together. That's just. Phenomenal, Davey thinks it's a bad shot, but it's an unbelievable. Let's 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 just clarify. I think it's a phenomenal save, and of course, goaltenders really, really highlight real saves often come from being in a position where they have to scramble to make a save, and he's he's coming across and he puts that big mitt. But who was it for Kadavici? Um, Devega, defenseman. Defenseman. He pauses on the shot and he lifts it, whereas perhaps that comes to forward and he's got that whole bottom and that shit at you know he one times it. Game over, but yes, phenomenal save. Probably should have scored. You've got, you know, Besco, as I say, he, he played three and three. He was out there for every minute of the ice time and the penalties, and the whole way through. He was out there for every penalty shot. He's played 185 minutes this weekend, and he was outstanding. Um, he had, didn't, we talked about his uh, last month, or actually last week in the podcast, about his. Is uh, December seven and five, I think it was. Um, he started off this year with two wins against the Sheffield Steelers last week. He picked up two wins to start this weekend off, and ended up going the OT um, with a, the, the third game. We need to hold on to him. Doesn't matter whatever we've got to do. We've got to job. We talked last night, and a lot of bollocks is being talked about what um, Robert Fitzpatrick said in, the, in McCoon's last night about it all wasn't recorded, unfortunately, because so much. Sh- has been put out on social media about about that. You can edit it, man. It's it's again. There's an Edinburgh Campbell fan. There's an Edinburgh Campbell fan put it out or something saying that there's something and he wasn't even in the room. You know, pipe down. You haven't got a club. And we're you know where we are right now. Robert Fitzpatrick basically he he he, he actually put a question out for an answer, and he said, "Would you rather have a a, a Patrick Dwyer or win the Champions League?" And for me, I, I said it last night, I think Continental Cup 
is exactly where we should be going. I would have loved to have won it tonight and go in for, for to hold on to the trophy again next year. But the, the bottom line is where we are right now. I wouldn't change it. If he starts ringing his finger, I'm going to stick it right up. <laughs> I'm with you, Simon. Like we're, we're we're here tonight, feeling a bit down and dumped, just beating the European final. I'm under no illusions. If we go to the Champions Hockey League, which if we win the league or get invited through this competition, I don't think it's a slight on me or our club to say we we can't win it. We'll have six games, and we we may get it. It'll cost a, a lot in terms of bringing players in a month early, extra housing, extra players required for bigger rosters to play six games, three at home, three away. That don't really have. Would you rather be involved in nights like this, or, or effectively dead rubbers in August and September? The other things, you know, for what we've held here this weekend is another feather in the Belfast Giants cap. Um, Joel touched on the guys off the ice and. Without them, this tournament doesn't happen. The efforts and likes of Glover, he doesn't get, you know, there's all the names are bandied around. James Glover, yes, he's my next door neighbour, but he needs a massive pat in the back for that. He's been out in the house every morning at half past seven this week, and he hasn't been in before 11 o'clock. Maybe actually, what time did he drop you off for last night? Well, he was at midnight. Well, I was home before him. And then he's back up again this morning at half past seven. James Glover, Michael Barr, gets, you know, and likes of Ross. Joe as James' wife, all the volunteers behind the scenes from that side of things. We, we um, Gordy and Brad, Father Brad, have been here every single day this week, looking after all the bits and pieces that build in to put the tournament I guess, together. Not the music mom MacGyver for last night. Hundred percent, you know, it's all a lot of and us. You know what I mean? We're doing all this again. We're a bit of a big deal around here, right? <laughs> and uh, again, the boys mentioned the word pride. Couldn't be any prouder than our team this weekend. I think we just. You know, I, I don't think we could have done any more this weekend. Again, the boys get absolutely everything. I asked Joel a question on the, on the webcast right at the start of the third period. It's what we need to do. And he says, you need to leave everything out in the ice. They did that. And I think they can hold their heads high. We're coming up to McCoon's bars here very shortly. And you know what? They should be giving a round of applause. 100%. We're here in the Heineken Lounge. We're going to wrap it up there with that comment. Thanks very much, boys. It's been a, a delight to spend the weekend with you. Says, well done. You've done 10 games in two weekends. That's not the You can't shake a stick at that. That's an absolute phenomenal. Considering some of the names you had to read out, some of the studying you had to do, phenomenal. Not just you, like the Belfast Giants TV team were phenomenal all weekend. And, you know, the lads behind the scenes, Dave, Bert, and all the lads, Johnny, all the guys doing the uh, doing the doing the um, camera work, Joel at the glass, Davey, and you know, all doing the doing the code comms. It's been a phenomenal weekend. The Belfast Giants came up short, yes, they did, but they made a, a lot of Belfast Giants fans very very proud of this arena. And we're going to wrap it up there. Thanks, boys. And that's it. Uh, difficult to end to a fantastic weekend. But uh, a big thanks to Joel, to Davey, to Sis for, uh, for their time through the weekend just to step aside and have a few words and put together what is a bit of a different podcast. Um, before we, we got a few things just to cover before we end, but what we'll do now is first of all say a big congratulations to the Belfast Giants who won the Belfast Telegraph Sports Awards Team of the Year for 2018. A great year for the Giants, another trophy in the cabinet of the Challenge Cup and and then went to the, that dinner just the other night and, and picked up team of the year. So congratulations to them. On Tuesday morning, following that award, uh, Sis had the opportunity to catch up with Adam Keefe and find out his thoughts on the weekend. 
Adam, uh, we're speaking Tuesday morning after practice and and uh, looking back at a, a weekend, a historic weekend at Belfast. Um, so close yet so far and, and unfortunately just caught losing out on in the lottery and in the penalty shootout. Yeah, never a way you want a championship game to end, that's for sure. Um, you know, but we did have our chances to win the game as well in regulation and and in overtime. Um, on a different day, it probably goes uh, our way. Um, for whatever reason, it wasn't uh, our night. Um, definitely a devastating loss to take, but certainly a game that we can take a lot out of, a lot of positives and a lot of... Uh, I guess lessons uh, to be learned and, and great experience for this club uh, to have to play under that type of pressure and in, in that big of a game going forward. You know we can draw on that uh, and use that as motivation because we certainly don't want to feel like uh, we did on Sunday night. When you when everybody's seen the guy standing on the ice after the game um, and you could see that it's hurting them, that's and I think that's a good thing because if they didn't care, then you know they wouldn't be they wouldn't be so distraught. Yeah, I mean, look, we have a good group of guys, a good group of people, and I think that that's important. Um, you know, obviously coming into a coaching career, I'm not really sure um, how it's going to go, but uh, one of the things I wanted to make sure is that we surround ourselves with good people, and uh, usually success falls if you do that. And uh, That's a good group of, of men in that dressing room, and uh, I was really gutted for them and, and wanted them to be rewarded uh, on that night uh, for not just the weekend they had, but the entire season up to date. Uh, you want guys to, to feel that celebration and, that, and have success. and uh, We were as close to it as you could possibly come uh, on Sunday. It didn't go our way. Um, the good news is we get to go back to work and uh, try and rectify that uh, here uh, this week and and down the stretch. You talk about this week, uh, they don't come any tougher than uh, a doubleheader against Cardiff in Cardiff. You've had success there already this season um, and uh, now they've, they've taken a small lead at the top of the table. Uh, I'm sure the boys are going to be well up for it. Yeah, I mean, you know what? I'm, I'm never really concerned about our guys going into games like that. Uh, they seem to come ready and prepared, and uh, there's not a whole lot of motivational speeches that need done by me. Um, they're they're ready and and they're ready for those games. So uh, I expect the, that uh, to be the case on Saturday. Um, you know, it's something we spoke about uh, after the game and today that. Uh, let's let's use that that pain we felt on Sunday uh, as motivation going forward here, and um, certainly use the experience of just the playing under under pressure like that. And um, you know, uh, let's turn that negative uh, uh, into a positive here uh, going forward. Cheers to Kiefer. Um, yep, just to wrap it up, a few thanks. Uh, first of all, thanks to Matt MacGyver who put together the sound system at a view from the bridge live can't forget that it uh, really set up the night and made it uh, made it what it was um the man's a absolute legend with regards to long time being a long time servant to the club and and uh playing the music and he set up a fantastic pa and allowed us to bring that a view from the bridge live to you so big thanks to him thanks to Jan's tv for his superb coverage right throughout the weekend um I know with with Sis on comms and Joe behind the glass, Davey doing his bit, the uh, it was it was it was fun to be a part of. Uh, thanks to the Giants themselves for for their help through the weekend. Um, 
back to domestic action on Sunday as the Belfast Giants take on the Cardiff Devils on Saturday and Sunday, Saturday at 7pm, Sunday at 4pm at the what is now called the Viola Arena or Ice Arena Wales as it used to be called. Um, you can get both those games on Ice Time TV and of course with the Cardiff Devils riding high on the Elite League, this is an opportunity for the Giants to pick it up and you know, gain some ground on the reigning league champions. The last time we were there, of course, was a stonking win for the Giants. And hopefully with Sunday's game in their mind, they know exactly what they can achieve and they'll go out there and pick up a couple of wins. So that is Saturday, 7 p.m. Sunday, 4 p.m. And you can get those games if you're not traveling over, which I believe quite a few people are. But if you're not traveling over, you can get those on Ice Time TV. There was quite a bit that happened in the Elite League over the course of the weekend, but we're not going to talk about the fact that Sheffield are 11th and have just gassed three other imports. We're not going to talk about Zach Fitzgerald getting one-punched, and we're not going to talk about the Panthers winning four out of the last 16 and sacking their coach. We'll try to deal with some of those uh, next week. But for now, thanks to Andy French, to Albert Miles and to Adam Keefe, everybody who went to View from the Bridge live, uh, everybody who's been on this show throughout uh what a great weekend if a little bit bittersweet uh but we've got some real pride in the team that we follow and we'll carry that as the giants run down the stretch and chase that elite league title wherever you are this weekend we hope you enjoy your hockey and we'll catch you here next time on a view from the bridge Podcast Network.